Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, sports, deep, deep sports talk. All we talk sports, sports talk. All I know is sports, deep, deep sports talk. Talk about some sports. Yeah, sports talk. All we know is sports. DT Sports Talk, all we talk is sports, sports talk, all I know is sports, yeah, DT Sports Talk, all we talk is sports, touchdown every time I score, I'm in the zone like 2-3, hustle hard like Nipsey, bring the corners back, Jalen Ramsey, in the trees like a Jaguar, but I switch it up, I'm an Aries, I ram it, chillin' in the clouds with some angels I met in Los Angeles, run through it, I'm a tight end, Derrick Henry, yeah, I'll forever be legendary, rest in peace to Kobe, LeBron James, you can't coach me, bring life to the game like MJ, then I get bored like Capella, and transform it like Steph Curry, I'ma make a splash, go K. The K stands for play, started getting rings like Vince, so they gave the trophy my name. Man, I'm cold like Lambo, it get messy when I kick it like Ronaldo or Neymar. Either you going home or going hard, this sports talk with DC. No sleep. Yo, 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 it's your boy ESPN from the hood. A.K.A. LeVar Ball from Jacktown, better known as Sports Talk DT. And we are live on another episode on IFM Nation with Sports Talk with DT and Dave. And I am live with the head coach of the Pontiac High School football team, Mr. Ken Wade. How are you, sir? Hello? Mr. Wade, how are you, sir? I'm excellent. How about yourself? Awesome, awesome, awesome. So we definitely want to welcome we definitely want to welcome you to the show, sir. We definitely want to say congratulations on being named the newly hired head football coach at Pontiac High School, sir. How do you feel? I appreciate that very much. I'm super excited. Uh, obviously, real passionate about the game of football and about this particular program in this city that I grew up in. So I have to say, super excited right now. Yeah, so so talk to us, uh, Coach Wade. What is your uh, connection to the city of Pontiac? Uh, I was born in the city of Pontiac. Uh, lived my whole life here. I moved a little out for a little while uh, in my older life, and I've come back to the city. Obviously, uh, uh, I played high school football here at a, a private school. It was Oakland Catholic at the time, which is now Notre Dame Prep over in Giddings. Um, coached in the community for quite a while. I coached uh, with the Pontiac Panthers youth organization for over a decade. Um, so I've, I've got a lot of ties in the community. Obviously, a lot of my family's here. My mother still lives in the house that uh, she's owned since before I was born. So uh, uh, my family's got deep ties with the community here. So uh, it's a, a lot of ties to the community. So, so why why Pontiac High School? I I know you had um, you were very successful with your career with the Pontiac Panthers, water from my high school. So why Pontiac High School? Uh, lots of reasons. Number one, like I said, because it's the city I grew up in, because um, I have pride for the city. I've seen some of the struggles over the last few years um, with the program. I followed it closely, obviously, coaching at a neighbor, uh, neighboring city at a different high school. We don't compete directly with Pontiac High School, so I, but I kept in tabs with all the scores. Uh, there's players that I know that have come through my youth program that played at the school. Um, others, you know, people that I know, friends from neighborhoods, uh, people that I know as children and whatnot that play in the program. So I've stayed in, you know, stayed watching what's going on, and it just hurts to see, you know, struggles of the program when I know there's so much talent in the city and so uh, uh, so much potential that uh, we just haven't tapped into. A lot of kids leaving the district, uh, but there's a lot of positive things going on in the district. So we're going to try and be uh, letting those things be known to the community and hopefully try and keep a lot more of these athletes that leave to the neighboring schools, public school systems, as well as the private school team that uh, come in and post a lot of the talent from the city. But we're going to try and keep a lot more of that talent here and try and build something special because, again, with football, I love it, like I said. And a football team can be bigger than just the team itself. It can really help a school. It can help a city. It can help everything. Everyone can get behind it. It's, you know, in my opinion, the number one game. I know it's uh, uh, probably a little bit biased because I coach it. But, uh, you know, a lot yeah. of good things can happen. We're... So, Coach Wade, 
there are a lot of players, there are a lot of students, should I say, that attend Panic High School that play the game of football, that know how to play the game of football, but they're not on the team for whatever reason. What is your message to those athletes that are just not playing the football, uh, that are are just not playing football right now? Is it... uh, how do you appeal to them to get them to come out for Putty Hot? Well, number one, we're going to express to them and show them with what we're doing that we're doing it a different way. We're going to really get out here, uh, try and reach out to them, let them know that we're going to put a, a staff out here, guys that have coached this game for quite a while, guys that are passionate about doing things for a young men in the community, uh, trying to make them be better men, just not better football players. We're going to really get into there, really help them with, their, uh, with the grades, doing a lot of things with uh, – our mentoring programs with our study halls and whatnot, really making sure that these guys are eligible to uh, not just play sports, but if they are successful enough to be able to play on the next level to make sure that these guys are uh, uh, know that it's bigger than football. But at the same time, uh, we're going to try and build something special on the football side. It's going to take a lot of work, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so Coach I know, Wade, I, know so, that, no. I know there's a lot of kids. Sorry about that. I know there's a lot of kids within the within the district that like to just be basketball players or just be wrestlers or whatever that may be. But we're going to try and get past that. We're, and anyone that we're trying to join the football team, we're not going to be telling them, hey, you, you shouldn't play other sports. We're going to be encouraging other sports. So we really just need to let them know that we're doing things differently. We're going to go out here. We're going to be structured. We're going to work hard. We're going to have fun. And we're going to build something successful, something that us – as a team and everyone around the program can be proud of, and they're going to want to be a part of it. I think some of my successes in the past within the youth organization and elsewhere at another high school will help us to try and draw some of them people, get them to believe in us, and then we'll show them with our actions, and hopefully it'll just keep growing and snowballing. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, Coach Wade, so how important important is it for you to build the right coaching staff around you? Oh, it's super important. Um, I said from day one, no no one man can come close to coaching a football team. It's hard for one guy to coach a basketball team with five men on the floor at the time. To have 11 guys out there uh, working in unison, um, different groups that got to be trained in position groups, um, just offensively having O-line working together, having our receivers working together, having running backs, having quarterbacks. So you got like four groups going at a time. So you definitely need to have a good group of guys around you. You need to have guys that have experience, guys that are high-character men that – you know, we want guys that are setting the role models, you know, being role models, setting an example for the players on the team. We don't want uh, – uh, we want to be showing them what they need to be doing with our actions as well as with our words. So uh, having a having a staff is hugely important, and I'm starting to piece together a staff right now and uh, have some commitments, and I'm looking forward to making those announcements real soon about some guys. One gentleman that has over 30 years high school's coaching experience, uh, some other guys that got really good ties with the community. Um, I'm really excited to get uh, get to work with these guys and start to build something special here. You know, you take over a roster, Coach Wade, that was outscored last season, one sixty nine to two. What is your message to your ball club as you prepare to change the culture? Uh, a few things. That uh, uh, first off, it isn't going to happen overnight. It's going to take hard work. It's going to take learning. It's going to take buying into what we're doing. It's going to take. Uh, uh, Obviously, we, we preach every down is a new down. Every play is a new play. We don't reminisce on the past. So we're definitely not going to be looking back to a, a season that happened prior to when our coaching staff has got in there or when this particular team that we're going to build this year, uh, when they've been on the field together. So we're definitely not going to be looking back. We're going to be looking forward. We're going to be trying to win the day every day, trying to get better, whether that's competing in the weight room, competing on the field against ourselves, getting out to seven-on-seven, seven, some scrimmages, um, just getting after it and trying to get better. So, what is your message to your seniors? To my my seniors this upcoming season, yeah, yeah we're going to have yeah, something great. We're going to have something great to play year. for. That we're trying. Yeah, we're going to have something. We're playing for this year. We're playing every week. We're playing every day to get better, and we're trying to get some wins. And not only that, this is going to be our inaugural season with a brand new stadium being built there at the school. All the games being played at Wisner. I have a lot of love for Wisner. I played my high school games there. I uh, coached the Pontiac Panthers, and we had our home games at. Wizard Stadium, so I got a lot of fond memories of that place. But at the same time, to have something of your own, to have something that's ours to believe in, to kick that season off, hopefully to have fans back in the stadium this year, be able to have our parents and our people from the school, the other students from the school to come out and cheer us on. Those are things that we're looking forward to having done at our home field, uh, which is going to be something really special for us. So that's something they're going to want to be a part of. And not only that, 
this is the start of something new. We're not doing things the way they were done before. I'm going to ask them, you know, hey, what we did before obviously didn't work, so let's give my way a try. I'm not saying mine's going to work. I'm not saying I'm some kind of genius because no man can coach a football team like I said. And it isn't going to be just about schematics, but it's going to be about a lot of other things, reaching out, getting help and support from the school district, from the community, from the coaching staff, from everybody. It's going to be, like they say, it takes a village to raise a, ch- raise a child. This is the same thing. It's going to take a, 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 a whole city to get this football team going. And I look forward to the challenge of trying to bring everybody together and try and get this thing going the right way. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Coach Way, how important is it for you to be that example to your players off the field so when you, you guys get on the field, it makes things much uh, – uh, how does that translate to what you guys do on the field, should I say? Well, everything's important. Everything is everything. So we, we got to just believe in uh, every one of the staff members, you know, setting an example, trying to uh, be positive, trying to set an example as a role model, working hard within our jobs that we have, um, on our daily jobs, working hard when we're at practice, um, showing these guys that, you know, um, everything that comes along with uh, being part of a team, part of, uh, being responsible, being a part of, you know, uh, being a part of something bigger than you, uh, accountability for when you make mistakes, Stakes are the whole team pays. Um, so all kinds of life lessons that we teach them in the game, but uh, obviously we got to set the example when we're there and when we're not there. That's why I spoke about uh, hiring high character men because I want guys that, like I said, that are going to set the example, and that starts and ends with me. So um, I look forward to uh, trying to set that example off the field as well as on the field. What do you What do you feel is going to be some of you? your biggest obstacles uh, going to your first season at Pernick High? Um, well, schematically, we're going to be installing a whole new offense, um, uh, a whole new defense. I know um, with the COVID restrictions, with uh, a lot of virtual learning going on right now, so this kid not being at school uh, is, is going to make getting uh, players to the school, the availability of the work in the weight room a little bit limited to us. So those are some of the early uh, hurdles that we have. We'll be working around some hurdles of uh, obviously, the stadium being built, so we'll be uh, practicing on uh, our, our backup field for a little while. But uh, these are things that are po- things that are positive that are causing a temporary negative that we're not going to look at as a negative. We're going to look at something that helps us build and get stronger. And uh, I'm just really excited for it. So going in, going into a new stadium, sir, in your first year as um, the new head coach of a brand-new football team, how important is it for you to make an impact um, in your inaugural season? Or does your uh, inaugural well, season? As, as far as, as, far as impact, right uh, wins and losses? Yes, sir. Well, absolutely. well, well, I think we need to make an impact in all kinds of ways. I think we need to make an impact on how we look on the field, how we, how we conduct ourselves, how we play on all three phases of the game individually within each week. We need to work to get better every week. Um, I'm not setting any kind of – uh, bar for how many what a win total would be for this season, but I can tell you, uh, I look forward to making it a lot better looking season than what we've seen in, la- in the past. And that's no knocking what's happened here before. It's just I believe that in myself and in my staff and in the ability to try and get gentlemen to join the team. Some of them that haven't in the past, um, some of them that uh, are a little bit excited right now. I've had some of them reach out to me. Um, you know, keep building on it, trying to get more people involved with the program. And, uh, and when you have that and you have a buy-in and the staff and the buy-in and support from everyone, it, it will be successful. Now, as far as how many wins it's going to be, I can't tell you, but I can tell you the other day we're going to go out there and try and win, and we're going to start with that with uh, Troy Athens week one, and we're going to be ready to go when you go hit the field against them that day. That's for sure. We're live with the newly hired head varsity football coach of Pontiac High School, Mr. Ken Way on IFM Radio Nation. So, Mr. Ken, uh, Coach Wade, so have you had any um, interactions with the current roster that uh, will um, that is going to be playing for you next season? Um, have you have you spoken to anybody that was on the, uh, that was on the team? And if so, what was your message to them? Uh, I've spoken to a couple of them. Have uh, reached out to me, and I've talked to a couple of them that I knew were there that I reached out to um, that I knew prior. Um, I've not had a full meeting. Um, we will have a full rollout meeting, a Zoom meeting with all uh, parents, all uh, players. And we're hoping to have it in person, but with the COVID protocols and everything going on right now, we're going to start the first one via Zoom. And at that time, I'm going to roll out my messages to everyone, I'll lay out our off-season schedule. Um, as far as talking to them now, just kind of let them know that I'm excited, that I hope they are too, and that uh, 
I look forward to working with them and that uh, uh, it's, it's, it's not too far off. We've got to get out there real soon as soon as we have this meeting. So um, to look forward to it and uh, be ready and uh, looking forward to having uh, fun teaching them the game of football, teaching them to have fun, being a part of the team with them, and hopefully building something positive right from year one, like I said, to try and build something that's going to take us some time. But I really feel we can build something special in this city. Coach Wade, the community in the city of Pontiac is very, very excited about this hire. They're they're eager to see you at work. Um, so my question is to you, do you feel as if that you have a lot to prove in your first season, or, or are you just looking to say, I'm here and we're building and give us time and we'll get there? Both. I always have a chip on my shoulder. I always feel like I have something to prove. I've had teams where I was undefeated and I felt like I was disrespected. I try and use that type of a feeling as a motivation to get better. I feel like um, as a coach, you can never be good enough. That's a, just like being a player. You're never good enough. You need to keep working. So in the off seasons, I do clinics. I do. I talk with other coaches. We sit. We meet. We go over film. We go over. Uh, I, I read stuff online. I watch stuff online. I try and get better all the time. So with that being said, as uh, I'm not looking for uh, some long lease that I need this many years to do something or anything like that. No, we're coming out. We're coming out to win. I feel like there's opportunities for this team to be better this year. There's no doubt about that. Obviously, with that score you read to me earlier, and um, that's that's unacceptable. So we're going to have to do much better than that. I want to be competitive every play, every week against every team. And I feel like playing in that division of the OAA Blue, that there's opportunities. We're not out here playing the Clarksons and the West Bloomfield. If we build this thing right and we do the right things, we work hard, we hit our strength and conditioning program hard, we put in and install our offenses, our good schemes that we know are good defense and our solid special teams. We treat all three phases like it's supposed to be with equal respect. And we get out there and we teach it the right way. We keep getting kids to join the program. We're going to be successful eventually. Now, am I saying week one we're going to win? No, but we're like I said, we will be coming out there to win that day. Is your goal, Coach Wade, to get back to Division One uh, high school football? Absolutely, absolutely. I love to uh, get back to Division One high school football. The uh, the district uh, has done a lot of stuff right now. Like I said, we have a brand new stadium being built currently. I mean, they're really putting a lot of money into different areas within uh, within the school. Um, dug out of a $52 million deficit, working from a surplus, uh, giving teachers raises. I think that uh, those type of things are going to make kids uh, be able to stay in the district. We'll be able to help these parents uh, leaving the kid here, try and build something special in the city that they live in to show them that the school district, the school board, all the way down from uh, superintendent to the school board to the administration yes. and faculty over the school is really investing in the kids and, and making it a better place for the kids. And I believe we'll keep building a higher enrollment and we will be back to Division One. Have you talked to the superintendent of schools, uh, Dr. Kelly Williams, um, you know, during the process since you've been, uh, since they, uh, the district made the announcement? If so um, what did you gain from your conversations with Superintendent Williams about the direction of the program? Um, me and uh, Ms. Williams, we've not directly spoken. No, we're not uh, – not during this process, no, I've not dealt with her. I remember the school board I have, uh, the, the hiring panel and uh, the administration at the, at, within the athletic office and at the school I have, but I have not dealt with Ms. Williams, no. Oh, so, so, talk, so talk about your um, relationship with uh, Mr. Montgomery and, um, and his um, relationship with you getting the um, ultimate appointment to uh, Pontiac High School. Um, I basically, on a personal level, level uh, met Mr. Montgomery a couple of years ago when I tried to get this job the first time. Um, prior to that, I had never met him. Um, I got to know him a little bit through the interview process. Uh, then once they had determined that I was the uh, candidate they had chosen for the position, uh, since then I've got to work with them. Um, Mr. Montgomery has been very supportive, uh, helping out with a lot of things that I'm looking for. Anytime I need information, he's right on it for me. He's on the ball, very organized. Um, he's got a passion for trying to get this football program going the right direction. There's a lot of positive things happening in the Pontiac Athletic Department between the basketball team having good seasons in the last few years, between the great things that are happening with Adam Polk and his sons and the other wrestling members of the team, when he's, you know, completing at a high level at the state championship level. Um, you know, he wants he's a passion for trying to get the football team going in the right direction too and trying to get them competing at a much higher level and that. He has a vision, too, for it to be better as as I do. And he saw my vision for it 
And I'm thankful for his support and his, him and the hiring panels choosing me. And like I said, now it's my job to go out there and prove why they chose me and try and make them proud of it and try and make yes, everyone else see why I was chosen. And that's not just me. That's my whole staff. That's everybody in trying yes, to see if we can build something special. Coach Way, how important is it for you to uh, preach to your students that they must be um, a student before they are an athlete? Absolutely, student athlete. That's the term I use during my interview process. That's what every one of these young gentlemen will be. They will be student athletes. Student comes first. Um, we'll be doing regular grade checks, which is one of the topics I just met with Mr. Montgomery about, about how I go about monitoring grades so that I can try and get with kids if they're struggling so that we can start working. Like I mentioned, I'm going to have a mentoring program, um, available tutoring. Um, we're going to try and do some study halls uh, because it's, and it's not just about me wanting them to be eligible for a Friday night game or anything like that because it's much bigger than that. I don't, and you know what, like I said, I love this game, but I love this community, and I did this for over a decade with the Pontiac Panthers, unpaid, as a volunteer, as a head coach for a long time, and I do it because I have a passion for trying to keep young gentlemen out of the street, have them learn this game, give them opportunities to try and take their, uh, use their talents to try and maybe, if they're good enough, to get them a college education, to have, yes, even sir. if they're not good enough, to try and be a part of something great in high school, to build to have memories that last a lifetime as memories of a lot of people that played high school football, I'm sure have many memories of their day. So I want some of those memories to be positive and really, you know, affect these youth of our community. I'm not in this for Coach Wade. This is about the players. This is about getting out here and building something nice for this school district and for this community. Yes, sir. So, Coach Wade, I'm, we're going to kind of switch it up just a tad. For the Pontiac High School um, in the past for maybe the past – Maybe four or five seasons has has had a um, a scrambling quarterback. Is that more so how you like to coach with a scrambling quarterback, or are you more so a, a pocket quarterback coach? Uh, I wouldn't say I'm either one. I believe that scrambling quarterback is a, is is a term for a dropback quarterback who uh, uh, isn't making his reads and, and he's taking out running. I believe what I like to run is I run a. Uh, um, a zone spread offense, so we do a lot of RPOs. We will be running some zone read schemes. Now we adjust how we run that scheme um, with uh, the talent group that we have, and we adjust it to it. If we have a quarterback with a good arm, we uh, will definitely be a throw-first offense. I definitely uh, do what I do according to how the defense shows us. We use pre-snap motion to determine whether we're seeing zones that made the man. Um, we, we, we use a lot of formations early in games to try and see how the defense is adjusting to us to see where we can take advantage of them with different plays according to how they're adjusting to our formations. Um, so I believe in the zone spread because, number one, um, it really helps us up front since we haven't got an established strength and conditioning program yet to not be relying on a line up front that's going to blow off the line like you need for a wishbone or for a, or for a wing tee or any of these type of things. So this gives us the ability to leave an unblocked, unblocked defensive line in every play to try and take a get advantage of their aggressiveness to run read options off of people, uh, which gets us into our read options with our quarterback, which gives them single reads to keep it simple and make simple throws that uh, you're throwing here, you're throwing here according to your read. So that's the type of offense I plan on running. I think that suits us uh, and suits a lot of teams in the high school level, but especially where you have a lot of athletes and don't have an established strength and conditioning program, I think that's the best way for us to go about it. And um, I'm familiar with it. I've run it in the youth ball, and I've also uh, run it in my years over at Waterfront High School as well. Awesome, awesome. So, Coach Way, um so how how do you do you plan to you know just change change the entire offense? How do you deprogram what these players have learned to program them to what you want them to know? Oh well, a lot of a lot of similar concepts will stay the same. But uh, uh, I mean, obviously there's there's things that are going to be new to them. But I'll leave it keeping it simple. When we teach things, there's little we have. Uh, uh, many things we do, we don't send them out there just yelling out plays and having to memorize all these plays. We will use, we will be taking advantage of risk coaches and whatnot, and 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 specifying those as well. Not just with plays, but also if this is a play I'm running, then this if I'm a receiver, this is going to come what route I'm running and everything. So we don't necessarily have to do too much thinking on the fly. We try and keep it real uh, uh, simplified for them, not simplified offense, but simplified for the players so that they don't have a lot to understand. Um, when I first started during hurry up offenses, or not hurry up necessarily. But no huddle offenses. I started. We started with the wrist coaches, but then we went to cards. Um, 
You've been here trying to get players to remember the play and everything about the play and remember a sign that refers to the play. It's just too much thinking on the fly. So you got it back to where we're basically writing down what they're doing all the time so that it's much easier for them. They can just look and say, hey, that's what I got right now. So we try and keep it real simple, but we'll also teach the intricacies of all these, uh, uh, every bit of the offense to them uh, with our team camps and our off-season programs and uh, definitely watching film and just showing them. I, like I said in my interview, I like to show them in three levels. I like to first show them on film. Then I show them in person slow motion. And then we're going to show it live. We're going to show what it looks like at full speed. So those are the ways just using vision to try and help uh, the learning process. And that'll be a way for us to fastly move it along. And depending on how fast we're grasping the offense, that will be how much we expand the offense. And in which direction we expand it in will be based on what we see in our talent group, whether we're going to be a, uh, a, a fast team at the outside, whether we're going to be a, a inside zone, outside zone team, whether we're going to be a, a pass first or a run first. We'll be determined on what we see in our talent. How important is it for you, Coach Wade, to make sure that you and your quarterback stay on the same page? Oh, that's hugely important. That's hugely important. And um, I'm usually, as a head coach, I will be uh, calling my offense as well. I will be the offensive coordinator with the help from uh, another gentleman, like I spoke of, who's got 30 years quarterback and offensive coordinator experience, that will be working together to install this offense. Um, it's, it's hugely important because, Obviously, in my opinion, it's the most important position in any sport on any game. Um, some people might say a starting pitcher or a goalie or whatever in hockey, but the, the game of football, the quarterback needs to know what everybody's doing, and there's 10 other guys out there. So he needs to know what every route is. He needs to know what every run uh, scenario is. He needs to know pass protections. He needs to know the blocking up front. And, you know, that's going to be something that's going to be hard to learn uh, right away. So we'll do a lot of things to keep it simple and keep our calls. But the more he can get versed in those things, uh, the better, so it'll be necessary to have a good relationship with the quarterback. Um, I've always kind of leaned towards a great relationship with my quarterback because that's the guy's going to be leading the huddles. This guy's going to be calling the plays. This guy's going to be making decisions on the field. So that's that's probably a, you know obviously we need to build a relationship with all the kids, but that's definitely a relationship that as an offensive coach I'm definitely going to have to be uh, um, building a strong relationship with whoever ends up being the quarterback. Coach Wade, who is your quarterback on defense? Is it the middle linebacker? Is it your edge rusher? Is it the safety? Is it the cornerback? Who, who's your quarterback? Uh, it, it would depend on what our talent is and who the players are because as far as a captain on my defense, I usually like to be a linebacker. But, however, sometimes it ends up being some, a member of the secondary if they end up being uh, a, a more standout leader or someone that communicates better or uh, someone that has a better grasp of the full concept of the defense. So, um, usually I like to, for it to be a linebacker and then preferably the middle linebacker, but obviously we'll adjust that according to what we see and how we see our leadership developing amongst our defensive starters. Is it your desire to have kids play on both sides of the ball as Pontiac High has done um, in past, or is it your guy, Is it your goal to have your defensive guys and have your offensive guys? Um, in a preference, in a perfect world, we would be having just offensive and defensive players. Um, I, and where I came from at the neighboring city where we coached high school, we had a couple players that went both ways. They were special talents. And had to, even though we had enough to not have them go both ways, sometimes you got kids that are just that impactful that can stay fresh out on the field for the whole game that you will use like that. Now, starting off, um, obviously the numbers have been a little low within the program and within the district, so we're going to try and see if we can get those built up um, at this point. We uh, imagine just being a varsity probably year one, but we'd like to build our numbers up uh, so we can start adding our lower-level programs, um, eventually having all three of the freshmen in a JV. But in the meantime, um, if we have players that are dynamic enough and, and can handle it uh, conditioning-wise to play both ways and that they're, uh, we feel like they help us to be on the field all the time, we'll go that direction. But in an ideal world, I usually like to, other than a quarterback, not to use too many of the players. Uh, in either direction. My quarterback, I don't like to use on defense usually at all. Um, just because of the obvious reason it's such an important position that you don't want to risk injury when they're not performing their number one task. Coach Way, in rebuilding a roster, I mean, and I don't know uh, how you consider this uh, this year a rebuild or a retool, but it, and if you see a positional need where you have multiple holes, be it whether you need a quarterback, safety, cornerback, linebacker, all in the same season. What is your first position that you're looking to fill? Are you looking to go get that quarterback? 
Are you looking to go get that uh, that linebacker first? What is your first position that you're looking to uh, fill when you see your holes? Well, I, I I believe in the, obviously the quarterback being the number one position, like I said before. So that would be something that we're going to be looking at that position filled. Um, whether that's someone that's there, you know, or someone that's coming up in the, you, you know uh, through future years, that's someone that's a, a senior or freshman. I, I can tell you at this point, until we get out there and compete, every position will be open. As far as whether it's a rebuild or a retool, like I said, I think it, I'm looking at it. This is day one. I don't want to look back at what's happened with the program before I was there. I don't want to uh, dwell on any of the uh, the negativity that comes with it or any of the uh, downtimes that came with it. I want to focus on today and get better. And uh, so I wouldn't call it either one of those. I call it day one, starting over with the, this. This is the new program, and this is what we're going to build from here. So uh, I'm going to believe in competition every day, every play, and every way. That's what I talk about. Uh, and I believe that, and I've done that throughout my whole career. If someone shows up there working harder and they've been the backup and they've been putting in the work and the other guy maybe has been slacking a little bit, hey, the other guy's coming for your job, I'll let you know, and we'll compete in practice until we decide who's going to be the starter that week. And um, with me, I don't have any ties to the, to the players on the team. I've never uh, been anyone that's going to show any type of favoritism. We're going to go out there and compete no matter who, what your name is yes, or how many sir. years you were a starter or anything else. We're going to get after it. If that means a freshman starting over a junior or whatever it may end up meaning, it's going to be because of the hard work that was put in in the weight room, on the practice field, in the in the uh, in the film sessions, everything else. The people that are working hardest and getting out there and getting out there and doing what we need to do, those are going to be the ones that play. You know what? And, and that leads me directly into my next question, Coach Wade. Do you feel as if that you owe it to your juniors and seniors to let them start? If you have sophomores and freshmen, perhaps that are working hard, um, I, I don't. I'm going to tell them that they're going to get what they work for. I'm not. I don't feel like I owe any of the players anything except for my passion and my hard work and my dedication and belief in them, and uh, and that I need to show them what they need to learn and schematically and everything else and be supportive of them on and off the field with their education and everything else. As far as and what I owe someone as far as playing time, no, that's earned. That's going to be earned. Like I said, on the practice field, in the weight room, in the off-season programs, um, it's gonna, we're going to put out there who we think is going to put us in the best position to win according to how hard they worked and how talented they are and every other thing that goes into it. But we're going to try and put them in the best position so that they can be in to succeed on the field and that will put us in the best position to win when we're on the field, regardless of uh, what grade you are in. Yes, sir. Hey, it's time. We're going to pay some bills right now. I'm going all the way to Port Arthur, Texas with my man Glancy Kelly with his hot new single, One More Shot, right here on IFM Radio Nation. We're going to be right back more with Coach Kim Wade. Let's go. What's your name, baby? From tell me, I ain't never seen nothing like it. At the party in my crib, you invited. No, they used a lot of girls up in here. But you the baddest one with the sensitive. And you ain't even trying. Yeah. Sipping on it in a sea, just fire. It's on these everywhere. Nobody got my attention like you do. Got my attention like you do. Like you do, oh baby, it's honey's everywhere. 
Yo, 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 it's your boy Sports Talk DT, and that was my man Glancy Kelly with his hot new single, One More Shot, and I'm live on IFM Radio Nation with the newly hired head coach of the Pundit High School football team, Mr. Ken Way. How are you, sir? Excellent, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome, awesome. Definitely have to give a shout-out to my producer, Mr. Uh, Rolo Solo Dolo. He is the host of the Relax and Relay show that appears every Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday nights right here on IFM Radio Nation. Definitely have to give a shout-out to my engineer, Ms. Tennessee, on the ones and twos. And I think I've got my co-host on the line, Sports Talk G-Boy. How are you, sir? All right, all right. How you doing? I'm doing very, very, do- very well. How you doing, Coach Wade? Excellent. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Awesome. Doing so, great. So, so, sports talk. You got any questions for uh, for Coach Wade tonight before we move into the second segment? Um, no, no, no. You did pretty good, DT. Oh, you know what? It's like, um, you know what? No, you did pretty good job, DT. You did pretty good job. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So we're going to move into my favorite part of the show, Coach Wade. This is the second part of the show where I like to have a little fun with uh, everyone, and it's called Stop or Keep It Moving. Basically, the rules of Stop or Keep It. Basically, the rules of Stop or Keep It Moving is very, very simple. I will reel off a topic that is hot in sports. If you want to talk about it, you say stop. You you will hear you will hear a buzzer. At the end of the buzzer, you will give your remarks on why you think uh, that topic should go either way. If you want to keep it moving, just simply say keep it moving, and we will move to the next topic. Rules are clear? Gotcha. Gotcha. I'm Jalen Rose. Gotcha. Awesome, awesome, (laughs) awesome. So we're going to get right to it. Coach Wade, with the NFL draft coming up, who is your number one pick? We could stop there for sure. Um, if I had the number one pick, oh, one I think it would be. Yes. You going to hear it, brother? All right, let's go. All right. Well, I would definitely, if I had the number one pick this season, I would uh, I would be looking to draft Trevor Lawrence. I think he's uh, clearly the number one quarterback on the board. I think if you're taking that high, you most likely need a uh, a quarterback. Obviously, obviously, the team that has the number one pick, Jacksonville, does. And he's uh, been the number one prospect for quite a while. I'm playing at a team that was playing on a high level and competing for national championships and was 1-1, I believe uh, he would be my number one choice if I had the tough pick. Sports Talk D-Boy, who's your number one pick in this, uh, this week's uh, NFL draft? Uh, I'm going to ride with uh, Trevor Lawrence, too, and um, I feel the same way as the coach does. You know, he's been up against pressure for the last few years, so um, he's pretty he's, – he's the prototype. He would be my number one draft pick. All right, uh, we're going to go to Coach Ways. Uh, breaking news out of Detroit, Michigan. Uh, Detroit Lions GM, Mr. Brett Holmes, announced that they are not ruling out drafting a quarterback in this uh, week's draft. Stop or keep it moving. Let's stop there as well. Go ahead, Coach Wade. All right, I would definitely say that that's a good thing because – um, if you're a GM, first off, you never want to tip your hand. You never want to let any of the other teams know what you're thinking. That leaves trade opportunities open, number one. Uh, number two, we've obviously taken a downgraded quarterback now with the uh, dropping of Jared Goff instead of having Matt Stafford. Not that I'm a huge Stafford fan, but I don't believe that Jared Goff is a long-term answer. So if there was a quarterback that happened to fall at number seven, say a Trey Lance or a Justin Fields you thought was the guy, I would definitely be uh, ready to take him even if he planned on him playing a backup role for one season. Sports Talk D-Boy. Yes, uh, I would most definitely do the same thing. I, again, I agree with Coach. You don't want to, you know, it's like playing chess. You don't want to, uh, you got to be at least 10 steps ahead on your next move because you always got to have a backup plan. You can't let nobody know what which, which, which you got planned on going on too. And... It, to me, me and you talked about this before, DT, that I believe that Jared Goff is a total downgrade compared to uh, compared to Stafford. 
And um, so you might need to go ahead and grab somebody so they can uh, play behind um, golf for a few minutes and learn some stuff because we don't know how long golf going to last because he's injury prone too. Breaking news out of Dallas, Texas. Florida, Florida University star tight end Kyle Pitts was, is severely high on Jerry Jones' draft board. Coach Wade, stop or keep him moving. Let's stop again. Uh, I don't understand Jerry Jones' line of thinking a lot of times, and I know he's the type of guy that will uh, do things that are a little wacky on draft day because he falls in love with the player, and I think him putting him out there publicly, I think he's really trying to get up in the draft to get him, and I believe that he's the type of player that he'll be willing to give up a future first-rounder, maybe even a second or third rounder this year. So some team that has a pick earlier in the draft in Dallas, Hopefully the Detroit Lions, hopefully Pitts is still on the board at seven, even though I don't think he will be. But I believe Jerry Jones is going to spend a lot of his picks and move up to get Pitts. Sports Talk D-Boy. Uh, I, I keep it moving because uh, Jerry Jones is crazy, man. I don't I don't know. Jerry Jones, they have a beautiful team and mess it up. and So keep it moving. Breaking news out of New England. Head coach Bill Belichick said that the New England Patriots would not turn down Justin Fields if he is available. Patriots are selected to pick Coach Wade. Stop or keep him moving. Keep him moving. I hate New England. Sports on three more. Keep him moving. <laughs> All right, head coach. Uh, we're going back to Dallas, Texas. Head coach Mike McCarthy has stated that Dak Prescott. Is ahead of schedule in his rehab. Sports talk, D boy. Stop or keep it moving. Uh, keep it moving. Side of Dallas. Sports, uh, Coach Wade. Keep it moving. Breaking news out of Tampa Bay, Florida. Adrian Peterson has announced, and I already talked to Sports Talk D boy about this, but Adrian Peterson has announced that he would like to play with Tom Brady. In Tampa Bay this season, Coach Ways, stop or keep him moving. Stop. I, I think Adrian. I think Adrian Peterson is an amazing uh, defiance of what a running back is in the NFL. I can't believe that he keeps playing at the level he is at this age, even though he's not an elite running back or anything. I've always wanted a success for him. I think he's one of the best running backs of all time. Obviously, he's in the top ten at least. So I would love to see him get an opportunity to get a ring. He's played on some bad teams, whether it's Tampa Bay or somewhere. I, I hope he gets a chance to compete for one because he sure wasn't getting one here in Detroit. Sports talk, D-Boy. Oh, man, you know what? I agree with everything McCarthy says, so let's keep keep it moving. Breaking news out of Houston, Texas. Uh, two ladies have rejected their statements as regards to the sexual allegations uh, with their quarterback, Mr. Deshaun Watson. Coach Wade, stop or keep it moving. No, keep it moving and pray is false. <laughs> keep it moving. All right, all right. We're going to move to the NBA circuit. Um, LeBron James has announced that he is a week away. And, quote, unquote, the storm is coming from LeBron James' Facebook page. Coach Wade, stop or keep him moving. Stop. I think the storm is coming as well. I think if LeBron and AD are healthy, I think it's going to be similar to what we saw last year, especially with all the injuries that are happening out here in the West Coast. Uh, Denver losing Jamal Murray with uh, injuries with Mitchell and Utah. A lot of these teams are taking some hits, and uh, I really think there's going to be the Lakers again. Sports Talk D-Boy. Oh, I'm going to have to uh, – we're going to stop right here. And um, I'm, I'm going to have to rebuttal a couple of uh, statements by Coach. Um, um, I think it's going to be a little harder this year for the L.A. Lakers. Okay, yeah, okay, he's a week away. Let's put two or two together. How many more games right before the playoffs start? All LeBron did was took a rest all this time so he could be um, healthy for the playoffs. So he want to come back a little week early so he can knock the rest off and be up and running 
for the playoffs. Now, here's the thing. <clears throat> a lot of people didn't really want to play, even the teams that did play last year. They didn't – their heart wasn't in it. So, now, them guys over there that Chris Paul running with, them guys are young. And I don't think they got no injuries, and they ready. As far as Utah and um, Phoenix, Utah too. They bought ready. And then when if, if L.A. lasts long enough – they're going to have hard trouble with these guys over here on the East Coast. It's a couple of teams that's sitting over here on the East Coast that want to get a piece of that uh, L.A. action, like Miami, for example. They want to get their revenge back. You know, I'm not counting them guys out, but um, it's, it's, it's going to be a, a, a rough road for L.A. All, all right. Uh, breaking news out of Philadelphia, Tobias Harris. Uh, said, tells TMZ reporters in his um, interview about the potential Brooklyn and Philadelphia Eastern Conference matchup, and his words is, quote, unquote, they can score the ball, but can they play defense? Sports talk, D-boy, stop. Stop. <laughs> you know, lately that's, that's, that's the ongoing narrative with um, – with around the league about can Brooklyn Nets play defense? You know, like you know, you know Philadelphia they ain't do too, so good the other day for them to be uh, so much bragging about defense and all this and that. First of all, Brooklyn got to show and prove who they really are because right now they just a mirage. And, and second of all, you know if if, if they comparing themselves against against Brooklyn. The difference between Brooklyn and uh, Philadelphia, you you got more of a, you got more people who have been in, um, who have been in serious situations, and you have more people that are champions on this team, so they know how to play defense. They know what it's like in the playoff season, unlike Philadelphia. Philadelphia ain't been in the playoffs so many times, and most of them guys are young over there. So they don't really know what a real championship pressure feels like. Coach Wade, uh, Tobias Harris tells TMZ reporters that the Brooklyn Nets, they can score the ball, but can they play defense? Stop or keep moving. We'll stop there as well. I agree with a lot of those points, and uh, I think that guys like Kyrie Irving has won championships, and Kevin Durant has won championships. Understand they need to step their defense in when it's uh, step it up when it's playoff time. Uh, they've got championship rings on their hand. I believe that at the end of the day, they're going to uh, be a better defensive team in the playoffs than they were in the regular season. But I just also wanted to stop here because I want to say that uh, I sure wish we still had Tobias Harris instead of having to have Blake Griffin cut his salary. But anyway. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Most definitely. Most definitely. Most definitely. Most definitely. Hey, so hey, so since you since you went that route, um, news out of Detroit, Michigan. Um, GM Trey Weaver has stated that he is not ruling out drafting another point guard in this year's upcoming NBA draft. Sports talk, D boy, stop or keep it moving. <clears throat> oh, stop. Okay, you know, I don't so much agree with him um, uh, recruiting another point guard. I don't really think we have so much of an issue with point guard. I think as of as of the team as a whole right now, you need to uh, keep these guys and work with them so they can get used to each other, so they can kind of gel more, 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 more. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, um, if anything – you know, like draft draft like a, uh, a a stretch maybe like a stretch point forward, somebody who can um or 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 uh, a slashing forward, somebody who can handle the ball and handle the wing at the same time and can close up clog up the inside as far as defense. You know what I mean? Not I don't I don't so much agree with the point guard. Coach Wade, breaking news out of Detroit, Michigan. Uh, GM Trey Weaver has stated that he is not ruling out drafting another point guard in this year's upcoming draft. Exactly one year after they drafted point guard Killian Hayes. Stop or keep it moving. We stop. 
Um, I'm not opposed to him drafting a point guard. First off, I think the NBA is definitely a guard league these days. Um, I think I am happy with a lot of the moves that Weaver's made, and he's got some uh, up-and-coming young players. I think, um, truthfully, I like more of the upside of Sadiq Bey than I do a Killian Hayes. So I'm not really sold at Killian Hayes being our future point guard. So we were able to be in a position to draft a Suggs or to draft a Kate, uh, Kate out of Oklahoma State over there. I'll definitely Kate Cunningham. I would definitely be uh, looking to get one of those two guys to lead it because if you don't have a star guards in this league, you're not you're not winning anything. Breaking news out of Houston, Texas. The Houston Rockets have shut down. Mr. John Wall for the remaining 12 games of the season. Sports on D-Boy, stop keep it moving. Keep it moving. Uh, Coach Wade, the Houston Rockets have shut down all-star point guard Mr. John Wall for the remainder of the year. Stop or keep it moving. Keep it moving. Uh, breaking news out of Atlanta. Um, Coach Nick McMillan has announced that Trey Young will be available for the playoffs. Uh, how vital is it for Trey Young to be available uh, for the playoffs for the Hawks to be successful? Coach, why do you stop and keep moving? We can stop. All right, go ahead. I must. I think he's definitely vital to their chances, but I don't necessarily think that they have great chances of going very far in the playoffs. I kind of think they may be a one and done again, but I do love his game, and he's definitely the. Uh, uh, going to have to be there for them to have any kind of chance of winning the playoff series. Sports Talk D-Boy, uh, breaking news out of Atlanta. Co- head coach Nate Miller has announced that Trey Young will be available for the playoffs. Stop or keep it moving. Uh, keep it moving. Breaking news out of Oakland, California. Stephen Curry has announced that if there is an MVP conversation, how is their MVP conversation and my name is not in it. Coach Wade, stop or keep it moving. We stop. Obviously, Steph's been on an epic run, um, but if you look and see the standings, I think uh, perennially the MVP award usually goes someone that's not only most valuable to their team, but also having a lot a big impact on the league. And I don't think Golden State's record really puts them in a position to be having a, a MVP on their team, regardless of, of what kind of scoring uh, pace he's on right now. I think that the award should go to Joel Embiid personally. So uh, I would definitely give my first and second vote to Embiid right now. Uh, Sports Talk D-Boy, same question. We, we stop. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, you know, like, Coach Wayne made a valid point because, you know, like, you know, there's there's really no concrete rules of what the MVP actually are. They they never verbally changed it so many times. So, but to me, as I look at it, you know, like um, an MVP person has to, you know, like make a lift for their team. He they they sitting like at a five hundred. He really hasn't. He lifted them into the uh, playoff run, but it need to be maybe like a little bit higher or whatever. But outside of that, he's most definitely need to be in the conversation, but maybe not a top front runner because you know he's setting records and all that. So that put him in, to me, my opinion, that put him in the conversation. And I probably wouldn't give it to Embiid either because he ain't played enough. Yet. Uh, he he hurt. He's been hurt too many times. Breaking news out of New York. Julius Randle um, responds in his uh, question about the MVP conversation. What about me? And the Knicks have won nine in a row. Coach Wade, stop or ten in a row. They won last night. Coach Wade, stop or keep them moving. Keep it moving. Sports Talk D-Boy. Julius Randle has announced, what about me in his recent question about the MVP conversation and the Knicks have won 10 in a row. Stop or keep it moving. Uh, Okay. You know, the same thing that I said for – Stop or keep it moving. Keep it moving. 
<laughs> Keep it moving. Hey, listen, man, we out of time for tonight, man. I had a blast on this show. Hey, I definitely want to, again, I want to give a shout-out to Coach Ken Wade. Man, I look forward to meeting you personally, sir, um, and talking with you more in depth. Once again, congratulations on being appointed the newly hired head coach of the Punny High School football team. And go ahead and give your shout-outs, Coach. Anybody you want to say hello to, any organizations you want to give a shout-out to, go ahead. Well, I just thank you to everyone who supported me through the years, the family, my wife, Tessa, um, uh, my roots in the organization, the Pontiac Panthers. Uh, the time I spent over the water for my was Coach Spar. Thank you to Lee Montgomery of the AD, uh, everyone over on the school district that's uh, supporting me and chose me to put me in position. And uh, players, I look forward to getting with you, talking with you, working with you, and starting to build something special for our program, for the school, and for the city. Awesome. Sports Talk D-Boy, go ahead. Uh, yes. Uh, nice to meet you, Coach Wade, and uh, congratulations appreciate on your newly hired. And um, please keep up the good work, man. And I love I love your feel for the community and the children, so please keep up the good work. And, um, appreciate that, Coach. Yes, and, and one more thing. Enjoy and, you know, continue to have fun while you're doing it because that's what really matters the most because this, this is all the children's memories right here. No doubt. And um, no doubt. I like. I'd like to give a shout out to Sports Talk DT. Give a sports. Uh, give a shout out to Sports Talk Days. Uh, give a shout out to the ones and twos, Miss Tina, and most definitely the uh, head man, the Charles Rollo Solo, and to our fans. And good night, everyone. Surprise, man! Give a shout out. Once again, um, and a shout out to myself. Hey, boy. <laughs> you know, I, I let you do it this time, DT. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I just want to give a shout out to everyone. Uh, once again, congratulations to Sports Talk, uh, to Coach Wade, Barbara, uh, Pontiac High School. Um, the community is definitely behind you, sir. We definitely thank you for taking time out of your schedule to. Uh, come on the air tonight, you know, and, and meet the Pontiac community officially. Um, and right. definitely give a shout-out to my team, Sports Talk Game, Sports Talk Day, Sports Talk Day Boy, uh, to my producer, Mr. Rollo Solo-Dolo, Tina P on the one and twos, the whole IFM family, Indian and Oak uh, Once again, this is a real, everyone. If you do not have to go anywhere, please uh, stay at home. If you do have to go out, mask up, stay safe, you know, protect your uh, your loved ones, protect those that are around you. And uh, we're going to see you next week as we celebrate one year of being on the radio. Next week, one uh, next week, May 4th, 2021, we will be live and we will be celebrating one year of being on the radio. So you don't want to miss next episode. Tina, do me a favor. Take the theme song. Everybody have a blessed night. Yeah. Sports. DT Sports Talk. All we talk sports. Sports Talk. All I know is sports. DT Sports Talk. Talk about some sports. Yeah. Sports Talk. All we know is sports. DT Sports Talk. All we talk sports. Sports talk, all I know is sports, yeah, DT sports talk, yeah. go we no talk sleep. sports, scheme, touchdown every time I score, I'm in the zone like 2-3, hustle hard like Nipsey, bring the corner back Jalen Ramsey, in the trees like a Jaguar, but I switch it up, I'm an Aries, I ram it, chillin' in the clouds with some angels I met in Los Angeles, run through it, I'm a tight end Derrick Henry, yeah. I'll forever be legendary, rest in peace to Kobe, LeBron James, you can't coach me, bring life to the game like MJ, then I get bored like Capella, and transform it like Steph Curry, I'ma make a splash, go K, the K stands for play, started getting rings like Vince, so they gave the trophy my name, man I'm cold like Lambo, it get messy when I kick it like Ronaldo or Neymar, either you going home or going hard to sports talk with DC. No sleep.